Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother named him Jabez saying, I gave birth to him in what everybody? Pain. Pain. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. That you would, indeed, not there. That's my King James coming out, everybody. <laughs> that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. Keep me from harm so that I will be free from what? Pain. And would you read this last part with me? Let's read it together. And God granted his request. Would you do me a favor? Would you just hold your hands out like this? Bow your heads and would you repeat this prayer out loud with me? Let's pray. Dear God, God, I'm here today. today. I open my mind mind and my heart. heart. Fill me, Holy Spirit. Spirit. In Jesus' name. name. Amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We're going to begin a series today called Prayer Request. And we're going to begin praying. Matter of fact, I want you to know that we started off a prayer revival yesterday. And instead of doing it at this church, we did it at schools. <laughs> what a. We put prayer back in school yesterday, everybody. <laughs> So I mean, if it, well, they are to have the Ten Commandments in the school. I say, hey, look, listen, before we talk about it being in the schoolhouse, let's talk about it being your house. Yes. Amen. Okay. Don't start doing me like that. I got a, I got a ways to go here. But what I want to tell you is this, is that, so I'm going to be talking out of this, this prayer of Jabez. We're going to talk about it over the next four or five weeks. Today I want to talk to you about this because it's so powerful that Jabez, his name meant pain. And out of his mother named him pain. Matter of fact, let me just go ahead and give you what I want to say to you today. The two words I want you to remember today, just two words. So if you forget everything else, it's okay because you'll get the message. Don't you love it when we just narrow it down to two words? So those two words are this, pray anyway. Let's say them together, ready? Pray anyway. What you gonna do, what are you going to do when you're just mad as you can be at your mom and dad? What are we gonna do, everybody? Pray anyway. What are you gonna do when you're so mad at your husband or your wife? What are we gonna do? We're gonna pray anyway. When somebody ticks you off at work, when your boss just makes you so mad, what are we gonna do? Pray anyway, that's right. When you're in traffic and you're driving and somebody cuts you off, what are we going to do, everybody? Pray anyway. We don't shoot people, we pray for people. <laughs> that's why, and listen, that's why some of you shouldn't have a gun in your vehicle. So that's it. So what are we going to do, everybody? We're going to pray anyway. That's what we're going to do. So I want, to give you, I want to give you four things that every believer should pray. And I think this is important for you. So again, we're going to remember those two words. What are two words? Pray. Okay, that's the message. 
But I want to give you four things in case you want to know how you should pray, who you should pray. And the first one is, is that we want to pray, we want to pray the prayer of God's favor, I should say, the prayer of God's favor. This takes us to Jabez, and again, I want to read this again to you, and then I'm going to go into the story, so that's why I backed up a little bit. It says, Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me, how, everybody? Indeed, that's the King James. See, it's not in your outline. <laughs> I just want to see the King James people here. And enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harms, so I'll be free from what? And the last part is, and God what? So the reason I'm talking to you about this is because, again, here we find Jabez, his name means pain. His mother, when he was born, again, in their day, many times what was going on in the world in their life, or either it was a prophecy for a child, they would give a child a name, and it would speak to their future. And I don't know what was going on in Jabez's mother's life at this point, but she named him pain. Jabez means pain. So every time that someone sees it, there goes that pain. Now, I grant you that I was called, many times I was called, you are a pain in the <laughs> neck. In the neck. <laughs> pain in the neck. Some of you were thinking something else. A little further south, weren't you? But no, neck. So... I have been called that, and many, maybe you have been told that, but Jabez, every day of his life, he was told that. And, and so we don't know if it was a financial difficulty his mother was going through. We don't know if it was at his birth, it was so bad that she named him that. We don't know that maybe his father had walked out on them. We have no idea, but all that we know is that she hung this name on him that basically said, you are a pain. And everybody called his name, called, and it was pain, re, re, reminded him of his pain. And, and what I want to say to you is this, is that the, the reason that I, I chose those two words is pray anything be, anyway, because that's what this is all about. When everybody else said there is no way that your life will ever mean anything, that you might as well hang it up, that you're going to be a, a down and outer your whole life, and right in the middle of that, that Jabez prayed anyway. He prayed in here. When it looked, when everybody else said that you shouldn't pray, you shouldn't do anything, just accept this is who you are and this is your life and this is the way it's going to be. Jabez says, I'm going to pray anyway. And as he prayed anyway, the Bible said that God granted his request. And I noticed that in verse 9, it said that he was more honorable. See, he ended his life more honorable than he started his life because he prayed anyway. And so today, I want to challenge you to pray anyways. I don't know who's hung a title on your neck. Many of you today are sitting here in this room and that some of you are 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, maybe even older than that, that you're still walking around with that invisible name tag on. You know what I'm talking about? Somebody spoke something over you and called you a name and you are still thinking about that name. It's amazing to me that's the hardest challenge that Jabez had, Jabez had was, it, was to live his life as a person who would be uh, successful or a person who would have a meaningful life when everybody else was telling him, reminding him of his past. And what, this is what I want to tell you. It doesn't matter what everybody else has said about you. What matters is what you keep saying to yourself about you. Yeah. 
And that's why we have this book right here called the Bible, everybody, that when everybody else says there is no way and you'll be nothing, you'll never amount to nothing, the Bible says that all things are possible with God. Amen? To those that believe. The Bible says that we, we are His, that we are the sheep of His pastures. Amen? And if God be for me, who can be against me? Amen, everybody? And that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's why I love the Word of God. Norman Vincent Peale, he wrote in his book, I'm trying to, the name of the book, I have it written down here. The name of the book is called The Power of the Plus Factor. He wrote a story, he wrote about a, an experience he had. He said he was walking through the streets of China, Hong Kong, and he said, I'm walking through the streets and I come across a little tattoo parlor, parlor that was there and off the one of the little, the little cobblestone streets. And he said, I, I looked and on that, I, he said, I saw right there at the list of tattoos that you could get, one said, born to lose. He said, I couldn't believe it. He said, so I walked right into that tattoo parlor and I saw the little tattoo, the Chinese tattoo man and said, does anybody really get that tattooed on their body? He said in his broken English, he said this, he said he pointed to his forehead and said, before tattoo on body, tattoo on mind. Let me tell you something. I don't know who put a tattoo on your mind. But through God Almighty and the blood of Jesus Christ, you can get that removed. Amen, Amen everybody. And that you can be what God's called you to be. And the blessing of God is what we're praying for. The blessing of God is the favor of God, everybody. And that's what Jabez was praying. He said, God, let your hand be on me. And we'll talk about all this through, this through this series. But what I want you to know is he was praying. He said, Lord, bless me. Let the blessing, let the hand, let the favor of God rest on me. Let me tell you what, the, what, what he was praying. When you pray for the favor of God and you pray for the blessing of God, you know what you're praying? You're not praying for what you think is best. You're saying, God, I want what you think is best for my life. There's a big difference. Amen, everybody? There's a big difference in what I think is best and what God thinks is best. Because, see, I only see what I see. And see, when I see what I see, I want what I want, but it may not be best for me. I thank God so many times for the unanswered prayers in my life. Because had he answered those prayers, I'd been in trouble. So when you pray for God's blessing, you're saying, God, I want what's best, what you think is best for me. And you got to understand what you're going through right now may not feel like best, but he's working all things together for your good. That's all right. I'm preaching better than you're amening. That's right. Here's a, here, before we go any further, I debated about this, but I did, I want so much for you. I do. The greatest joy, you got to understand, the greatest joy in my life is watching your life get better. Every one of you, I'm talking about every one of you. You say, well, my life's pretty good. I love to see it get better. It can get better. And that's the greatest joy in my life. And today, the reason I'm speaking to you is because I prayed and asked God all week to help me give you something that will help you through your life get better. 
And I just want to tell you, first base, first base, for your life getting better, for those of you in this room that are not followers of Jesus Christ, is making that decision. I mean, if you don't make that decision, we can't go anywhere. You're just stuck. And I just believe that Jesus Christ, when you receive him by asking him to come into your life by his spirit, something you can't see, like wind, you can't see it, but you feel it, it changes you. Today, I want to invite you that do not know him to accept him and ask him to save you so that we can move on to the next part of the message. Because if you don't do that, then it does us no good. That's first base. Would you bow your heads with me? I like today to do a little different with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I'm going to ask everybody to repeat this prayer after me. And today, if you are not a follower, if you believe it, even though we're all saying, if you believe it in your heart, then God's going to save you today. Would you do that with me? Would you pray this prayer with me? Dear God, thank you. For sending your son Jesus. I ask you today to come into my life. Forgive me for my sins. Save me, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Now let's give God a hand for all the people that prayed that prayer. Those of you online as well. Now, we have this card here. We want everybody to fill out a card. Everybody to fill out a card because we're going to pray over these cards and we feel like everybody is worth praying over. Those of you online as well, fill out your card. On the back of this card, there's a box that says, I want pray the prayer to become a Christ follower. I prayed the prayer to become a Christ follower today. Check that box. I want to send you something in the mail to help you with your next steps. I love you that much. I want, I want to send you something to help you And those of you online as well, fill out your digital card and we'll send it to you as well. Okay, what are our two words, everybody? What are our two words, everybody? So what are you going to do when you leave church today and you get in an argument in your car with your family? What are you going to do? That's exactly right. You're going to do it. You got to, what are you going to do today when you go to the restaurant and the waitress or waiter pours tea all over you? That's right. Yes, you are. <laughs> what are you going to do when you're driving down the road and you have a flat tire today? What are you going to do? Crazy. That's right. You're not going to curse. That's what I'm trying to get you to exchange your curse words for prayer words. Amen. Okay, that's all right. I know where you live. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not, you may be fooling, so you're not fooling me. Because I had the same thoughts. <laughs> I'm sorry to disappoint you. My daddy wasn't a preacher. I grew up in a home where you would have thought we were sailors. I don't say them, but they come up. So I have to pray anyway. Okay, let's move on. Number two, the prayer of forgiveness. Prayer of forgiveness. Look at this with me. In the Lord's Prayer, Jesus said this in Matthew 6 and 12. He said this. He said, and forgive us our debts. Would you say those next two words? I didn't say say the rest of them. Those two words are right there. Let me do it again. And forgive us our debts. Those next two words. As we forgive. 
That's right, you did good. As we. Now, what do we got to do? Let's read the rest of it now. <laughs> this crowd got over here. These people didn't say nothing. They're like, I ain't saying nothing. Let's try it again. Now, I'll do the first part. And forgive us our debts. What's our two words? As we. As we. Now, the rest of it. Hey, good. Y'all doing good now. I have a problem with as we, don't you? Because I love that Jesus has forgiven me, but I sure do hate that I got to forgive others. When I was preaching this to our staff, they really leaned in and made me really think about this because I've taught you that forgiveness is not forgetting. If I could forget, I wouldn't need to forgive. And that's why Jesus said that there is no limit to how much you need to forgive because sometimes you're going to need to forgive someone 50 times a day. Meaning that that thought's going to keep coming back to your mind that many times. So we said that we got to let it go. So that forgiveness is this. Forgiveness is that when I remember what they've done to me or how I was hurt, that I choose every time I have that thought to let it go. That's what forgiveness is. Okay, it's not forgetting. And so they said, well, pastor, what does that mean to let it go? And I said, well, I think it's like this. And I'll just share it with you. I don't know if you've ever seen like a matador. You know, the guy has a red cape and he's in the ring with a bull. And he's going, come get me, come get me, come get me. That crazy person, you know what I'm talking about? And all of a sudden the bull comes charging. They go, na na da boo boo na na And then they do this. And the bull goes right by him. The horns just go right by him. I don't know why anybody would do that. But that's a matador. The bull hit the red sheep, but it didn't hit them. The bull passed by. And that's exactly what we do when we have the thoughts of someone, how they've hurt us. The way that we forgive them and continue to forgive them is when we have the thought, we let it pass through. In other words, we're going to have the thought, but we don't hold on to it. We let it pass through. And so you're going to think of the matador. You're going to think of that. Every time you have that thought, you've got to think about it. Pass through, baby. I'm not holding on to you. I'm letting you go. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> now, Jesus said this, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. 37. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with what, everybody? All your heart. That's so important. And with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like it is what, everybody? Love your neighbor as yourself. Now, let me tell you why you got to forgive. You have to forgive. Is because he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart. How many of you want to love your children with all your heart? Let me see your hand. You want to love your children with all your heart. Oh, there's some of you want to give them away. I know, I understand. <laughs> Been through that season too. But what I want to show you is this, is that when you hold on to unforgiveness, you don't hold on to it physically. You hold on to it here in your heart. It's like your emotions, your feelings. So if 20% of my heart is taken by me holding on to unforgiveness, 20% of my heart's taken, that means that I can never love God or I can never love my children and I can never love my spouse. I can never love anybody with 100% of my heart. I can't love them with all my heart. And that's why God says you've got to forgive because you're cheating the people that you want to love the most. They're paying the price for what that person did to you 15 years ago. So I would, can I just be honest with you as your pastor? I want you to love me with all your heart. And I want to love you with all my heart. 
And so would you please stop cheating me? And I don't want to cheat you. So let's just make up our mind that nobody is going to rob me. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. I know people that have struggled their whole life because they were holding on to what someone who's already died did to them. And one more thing, we'll move on. Loving with all your heart means that sometimes you've got to forgive yourself. Because every time that you start to take a step forward and you begin to remember what you did that you're so ashamed of and you're so embarrassed about, you hold on to that, then guess what? You still are holding on to something that's keeping you from loving everybody else 100% and God. So today, I want to give you permission today, right now, permission day, for you to release yourself. Forgive yourself. And walk out of here a man and a woman, Newton today because you're going to love with all of your heart. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. So today, I've got a... Oh, this is so good. I almost forgot to say it. I'm glad I wrote it down. Forgiveness is like spiritual Drano. You know, that old sink starts getting clogged up. It won't go down. You get some of that Drano, baby. I don't know what's in it. Don't care. As long as it keeps working. Because I don't know how, you know, I know my hair doesn't get in the sink. Not a chance. Somehow, it keeps me and Rhonda from getting in an argument. I don't know how, but I get that Drano out, and all of a sudden that water starts flowing. Some of you today, you got a clog, and until you, you ain't, you ain't holding me down anymore, I'm letting you go. You're gone, baby. That's what forgiveness does. What's our two words that we're saying, everybody? Pray anyways. Pray anyways. anyways. Okay, number three is this. The third thing I'll tell you is the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. This is so important. Is anyone among you in trouble? What's those next three words? Amen. So what's our two words? I just wanted to show you that was in the Bible. It's in the Bible. So what you're saying, you're saying pray anyway. No matter what that, pray anyway. You're in trouble, pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call to the elders of the church. To what, everybody? Pray. Pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the what, everybody? Offered in will make the sick person. What's those next two words? The Lord. The Lord will raise them up. And if they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be. Here we go. Watch this. The what? Prayer. 
of a righteous person is powerful and what? Now let me tell you who the righteous person, let me tell you who the righteous people are. Righteous people, not just people with me with reverend in front of their name, or prophetess, a priest. No, no, no. Anybody who is, has asked Jesus Christ to come into their life and save them have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, and you are the righteousness of God, everybody. So what, what I'm telling you is that your prayer and 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 your prayer has as much power as my prayer. So you don't, you don't, you don't have to call me to pray for you. No, you can pray for yourself and God Almighty will hear you. Amen? Now listen, Wednesday night, this is our first Wednesday, so this coming Wednesday, we're going to have service and we're going to have a prayer line. We're going to pray for people. So if you want prayer and you want God to heal you or you want God to help you, or you're fine, whatever your need is, we're going to pray for you. And we're going to have a little oil here, you know, so this is it. the oil is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. That's all it is. It's symbolic. So we're going to put a little on our finger and as you walk through our prayer line, we're just going to pray for you. So if you want to be healed, let me tell you why. There's a lady in our church right now, Sandra Black. Sandra's sitting right over here. Sandra, would you just wave at everybody right here on the front row? See, that's Sandra. I want you to know, she went to the doctor about three or four months ago. And they did a scan and they found a spot on her pancreas. And they were sure that it was it's pancreatic cancer. Well, for health reasons, she could not go back to the doctor for three months. And so they put, postponed uh, her surgery for three months. They wanted to do exploratory surgery to see how bad it was. So she went back to the doctor. And as she went back, they did a CT scan and MRI. And I just want to tell you today, because of the great physician Jesus, she right there does not have anything on her pancreas. Right there. The prayer of faith, everybody. Yes. What's our two words? Pray. So we're going to be here praying for people, and we've had many people. We had a prayer line about four months ago on Wednesday, on our first Wednesday, and many people were, were touched by God, healed, and so many other things happened. So we're here to pray for you. So I'll come and I'll share about 15 or 20 minutes with you, a, a word from God, and we're going to pray. So I want to invite you to come out. All right. So, what are our two words again, everybody? Praise. The last one is this, the family prayer. The family prayer. We're going to pray for God's favor. We're going to pray for forgiveness, the prayer of forgiveness. We're going to pray the prayer of faith, and we're going to pray the family prayer. Before I, I share with you this passage that we, they just sang, is I got to set it up for you. God's people had it been in bondage and slavery to the Egyptians for 400 years. And God sends a man by the name of Moses to come in. And you should read about this in the book of Exodus. You should read it. I don't have time to go through all the details. And Moses goes in and, and through all these miraculous things, God makes the Egyptians release his people. And Moses is about leading them into the desert. There's so many miracles that happen, but watch this. Before they go in and begin their journey, the priests begin to bless the people. And this is what they do. 
The reason this is so important because they know, God knows as they start across that desert, people are going to die in the desert. As they start across that desert, they're going to come across enemies and they're going to have to fight. God knows that when they start across that desert, they're going to get aggravated each other. There's going to be division among them. And God knows as they start across that desert that there's going to be all kind of danger. And so God, this is the prayer that you just heard them sing before I come out here. And this is a prayer that is found in Numbers, and it says this. Look what it says, the prayer. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So they will, look at this. So they will put my name on Israel and I will what, everybody? I will bless them. The blessing reminds us that when we pray over our family, when we pray over our family, we're praying this. We're praying God's protection, God's providence, and God's peace. God's protection, God's providence, and God's peace that God provides for us. Now, let me tell you something. I want to, you want to know what, how you have hope in your home? Here it is. You might want to write this down. I don't have it on your note, but you might want to write it. You might want to write the word out, hope, right there. Write it down, and I'll tell you what it means. Hope means this. When you write the word hope, if you want hope, it means this. Home of prayer every day. Home of prayer every day. Now, I want to talk to everybody. All of you online, I want to talk to you. I'm going to tell you something that I haven't heard. It's something I practiced. About 15 years ago, Rhonda and I started doing something that I was, that I was like, you know, you would think that preachers would mind praying with anybody. We don't, but except for our own wife or, or maybe a husband. You know, if you're a lady and you're a priest, preacher, husband. It's crazy. I have to clarify that now, isn't it? <laughs> but anyways... When we, we started doing something, you know, I, uh, and I said, I come home one time from a men's retreat and I said, Rhonda, I've been challenged to pray with my wife every night and uh, since you're my wife, <laughs> would you mind if I pray with you every night? She said, Jeff, I would love it, but don't pray no 30-minute prayer. <laughs> I'm going to sleep. So ever since then, every night, we get into bed and we're joined hands like this, you know, and we'll join hands like that. And every night for over 15 years, we have prayed a blessing over each other. And I can tell you tonight what she's going to pray. She's going to say, God, thank you for Jeff. He's a good man. He takes care of me. He loves me. He's a good dad. He's a good husband. He's a good pastor. I ask you to bless him, God. Give him rest tonight as he sleeps. Give him strength. Thank you for Jeff. And I can tell you what I'm going to pray tonight for her. I'm going to say, God, thank you for Rhonda. I love her so much. She's a wonderful wife. She's a great mother. She's a great daughter. And she loves me so much. And she's such a great partner in life. Thank you for her. And that's going to be our prayer. And I can tell you this. 
since we started doing that, the discussions that we normally have have went down as prayers went up. Okay. Now, some of you are asking, what happens when you're mad at each other? Well, we agreed that we would pray the Lord's Prayer. So the moment that we hold hands and somebody says, Our Father, we know it's on. <laughs> we know it's on. Now, I want to tell you that for this reason. For this reason. Is that you've got to do something different to get something different. Amen. Notice I didn't say, get your children together and pray over them. I did that, but it never brought Rhonda and I together like we were until we started praying together. So I challenge every one of you, I double dog, triple dog dare you. Tonight, when you lay down with your, with your spouse, you grab their hand, and if you don't know anything else to say, you say, God bless them. That's it. And let me just tell you something. If you're sitting here and your spouse does that tonight, don't you make fun of them. Don't you say, well, you're just doing that because Jeff said to do it. That's right. That's why they're doing it. But if you'll say, oh, that meant so much to me for you to do that. Oh, man, that, guess what? Tomorrow, ladies, your husband will get in the bed first. Was, Put the hand up here. Brag on what you want more of. Amen? We're going to pray for our children. They're getting ready to come in. It's amazing in the Jewish culture, on the Sabbath day, the Sabbath starts on Friday evening and goes all the way to Saturday evening. And, a, and something that's been going on forever still happens today. So some Jewish families will bring their children in on Friday. They'll put their hands on their head. And they'll bless them. And they will say something like this. God, this is the child that you gave us. And they'll call their name. And they will say, God, there's good in them and there's greatness in them and you've got a great plan for their life. And God, we give our blessing to them. I want you to bless them. Lord, protect them, provide for them and give them peace. And as they begin to do that, it's amazing how that those children grow up believing in God and in themselves. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.